Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. I love saying my name. I'm having so much fun doing this podcast. Honestly, we've had some amazing episodes lately. And guess what? We are back for another one. And I'm here with my lovely friend slash producer slash genius, Ellen. Ellen, what's up? Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Wait, I want to try saying my name and see if it sounds good Okay. or feels good. Oh, go ahead. Ellen Burke. You said it in like 10 octaves higher than your normal voice. <laughs> Wait, what's my... Ellen Burke. Mm, like with a little set. I don't know. I never say your last name. Now everyone's going to Google you and find you on all the socials. You're going to have a whole new following. Hey, add me on LinkedIn, you know? <laughs> That's your favorite place. Oh, I forgot. I have a LinkedIn message. I got like one of those emails and I was like, I'll check that in about three months when I sign on to LinkedIn. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea, that place, you know? How have you been? How's your week? My week's been pretty good. Last weekend was beautiful, especially the day when it all happened last Saturday. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, when that that Biden guy became a president. Uh, Yeah, and in New York, the weather was so beautiful. It was like 70. It was warm. I was riding around on a Rebel with my boyfriend. And we were just enjoying the fall colors. It was just magical. Yeah, I got in an Uber and went to a park, but I did go outside and enjoy the fall colors as well. It just didn't you know my hair didn't blow on a on a, a revel is a scooter it's like it's a, a scooter sc- yeah yeah it's like it's like a what's it called city bike but scooter is that a good way to put it yeah for non-new yorkers like you can yeah. sign up like a moped that you can rent for yeah and it's pretty cheap it's, yeah it's great i love it no it was very beautiful out but for some reason i thought oh that's it it's beautiful you know he won this is a great weekend and feeling I drank too much during the days which I never do I don't drink in the day and I I didn't eat enough and then come Monday I felt like depressed again I was like ugh, life again like in my waking up in my prime like you know it doesn't change anything for me right now I don't know I just did you feel that it was like a bad air (laughs) yeah I mean I decided um over the that weekend to like not drink because I had I had a lot to drink the night of the election uh-huh. um, when the fir- like the first results I think we were coming spoke in. too, and I was like, "Oh man, I I celebrated hard," and you're like, "Really? I drank all week." <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "Okay, I need to like take a break because yeah. the first half of the election, you know, was too much." So, yeah, I was a little bit more mellow, I guess, but um, yeah. The parks were packed. Packed. I know. It scares me. I'm like, oh, my God. That was th- those parks were spreading something, you know, joy and COVID maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary, though. We keep hearing I'm reading all these numbers and the news and the maps. You know, we read a whole map all week to see who fucking voted for what color. And now we're reading this map again that's saying who's getting the most COVID. Everything is such a fucking roller coaster right now. Tell me about it. That's exactly what it is, a roller coaster. Right? Just like my career. <laughs> well, speaking of your career, you had a an event, an important event take place recently. I did. Oh, I celebrated my HQ anniversary. HQ anniversary. Congrats. You know, it didn't work. It didn't work that time to try and make it into like the pun or yeah. like the word. Um, two more yeah. years. Two more years. <laughs> right? Oh, God. <laughs> um. No, I mean, you know, I I call it an anniversary because it was the first day I went to work there. However, we did have a stint of of no HQ. You know what I mean? So, like, realistically, was it two years straight? No. But 
it was two years ago on this day. Yeah, symbolically. And you get reminded. Two yeah, years. <laughs> yeah, symbolically. Yeah, and you get, you know, those fucking on this day apps and stuff. Oh, my God. Facebook and Instagram and Apple now. Apple's trying to shove these memories down your throat. I got the new phone and it's like, that's a brag. I got the new phone. <laughs> and uh, and they're like, on this day, like two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. And you're like, oh, my God. And mm, I'm just trying to run away from those memories. Keep them away. <laughs> Usually I do. But I liked this one. And I love that I took a photo of myself in the studio and I wrote like game one, which is hilarious because it was probably like the worst game I ever, either the worst or the best. You know, it's probably not in between. It's like one or the other, that first game where you're like, I have so much energy and like everything goes perfect and I'm, you know, just performing well. Or it's like, you know, oh, my God, that's an embarrassing Thing. You were fine. It's Thank you. it's a craft in a in a format that needs to be fine tuned over a long period of time. Anyway, it's never yeah. going to be exactly right the first time. Right. Yeah. But it was so fun, and it was honestly like it's how I met you, and how I met so many of my friends now, and like you know, it was a really cool group of people to like come into and work with. Like, I uh, you know, I'm so grateful for it. It's very different now, but, you know, it's nice that it's still there. And there's definitely, like, the fans who still, like, appreciate it and play every night. And that's really cool. So, yeah. Two-year anniversary. Woo! Did you work with our our guest today? I have worked with our guest today. And we've done plenty of videos together. And what an amazing segue. You're getting really good at this, Ellen. She saw the time and she was like, bring in the guest. Uh, I'm very excited for our guest today. He's actually one of my oldest friends in comedy. And uh, we'll have plenty to talk about. We went to Canada together for uh, Just for Laughs in Montreal. And he's hired me for gigs before, like random gigs, which I'll get into. Uh, But he's a very, very funny comedian. You might know him from Coker and Stratton, which is a sketch comedy group. Or you just know him as, I'm going to brag, he's the guy on Spectrum. He's the Spectrum guy. And he was recently in 13 Reasons Why. That's a big show. We've got James Coker on the pod. Hi. Hello. How was that Anna intro? Roisman. Hi. How hi. are you? Such a good intro. Thank you. I love it. Thanks. I practiced. One, one of the most talented, hardest working people in comedy. <laughs> Anna Roisman, such a pleasure to be on the pod. Oh my God, that's this is like my intro now. Thank you. (laughs) That was good. That felt good. I mean, if you ask me, um, Anna Roisman is my Miss Maisel. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Because we all we all know she auditioned for it, right? I did audition for it. Yeah, how did you know that? What? I because I know you because we're friends. I know, but I told you. I it was probably like the day after, and I'm like, oh, James, I worked so hard on that fucking monologue, and they didn't pick me. I mean, if you ask me, you should have got it because uh, to you know to play a stand up comic, they cast the hilarious comedian, Rachel Brosnan. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's good, and it changed her life. And here I am on a podcast in my small, tiny apartment. So you know what? Hey, we're all killing it. This is my journey. Yeah. We are killing it. How are you? Where are you? How are you? What's going I'm, on in your life? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, my uh, the silver lining of this pandemic was my wife and I uh, were able to move from San Francisco to Los Angeles. Nice. So yeah, we moved to. Um, for those of you who don't know, because you probably don't know me, I lived in New York for like 11 years, uh, and my wife uh, about two years ago got a job for a tech company out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so we had to move and that was really hard. And while she was off working, I was spending a lot of time going back and forth between San Francisco and LA. And you were um, not happy in SF. I feel no, like you were kind of- We didn't love it. 
it was not our place. No. Uh, we just also didn't know anyone there. Yeah. Um, and so now that her company's not work from home, uh, we were able to sort of go wherever we wanted. So we decided to move to L.A. where we we have a lot of friends uh, and um, can get a little more space because San Francisco is so expensive. Yeah. Um, LA's but expensive, yeah. but you get so much more for your money, I always felt. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we were in San Francisco, we were in a tiny apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, for considerably less rent, we are living in a house in Los Angeles, and it's the best. Yeah, it looks great. I can't wait to visit. I, he's got a bedroom for me. You got yeah, a, it's true. a backyard. I could do my outdoor exercises. I've already planned my visit. I hope that's cool. I love that. We got a. I got a bird feeder back there. I've seen. Um, I've seen your bird yeah. feeder content. I thought. Yeah. This is great. Or is has James really <laughs> lost it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm telling you. Like, I have three bird feeders. I have one that holds sunflower seeds. That's squirrel proof. I have one that's uh, like smaller that holds uh, smaller seeds for finches. And then I have a hummingbird feeder. Wow. Uh, and I got to tell you, um, those bird feeders have probably. Brought me more joy in the pandemic than anything. Wow. Like, I feel like this is day, right up Ellen's alley. Like, if she I, had a backyard, she'd totally have How did you feeders. know that? I was just going to say, I want a bird feeder so bad, but there's nowhere to put one <laughs> yeah. in my apartment in Bushwick. I've been thinking it's, about you, it a lot, though. Like, can I put it outside one of these windows? You or? probably would just attract pigeons. I know. That's yeah. it, or like rats yeah. or something. Yeah, horrible. exactly. Yeah. Jared, um, Jared but, found plants in the pandemic. Uh, James, oh, nice. James is friends with Jared, and uh, yeah, no, he he's a planter. You know, he talks to them. He 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 gets excited on the days where he gets to water them, and I'm like, damn, like I don't, I kill. You plants. should you should check out my friend's TikTok. A guy who I used to work in production with, his name's Brian Atchu, has two hundred thousand followers on TikTok, and it is a TikTok account that's only about hanging plants. Wow, like hanging, hanging house plants, plants specifically. It's very specific. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I need to see this. <laughs> That's <laughs> impressive. You know, everyone's yeah. really finding themselves. We were like, shit, if we never work again, what do we love to do? And yeah. you found bird feeders, so I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, living my best life. Um, but realistically, you were one of my only friends who has been working lately, right? So, uh, yeah, for the most part, um, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I saw know. you in New York, which was a couple months ago at this point. Yeah, in July, uh, they flew me uh, out to shoot like eight more spots for Spectrum. Um, but because of the uh, COVID restrictions in the state of New York, I had to quarantine <laughs> yeah. in an Airbnb in Williamsburg for 14 days just so that I could shoot for three days. But what was so annoying is you got your test done. I remember you yes. texted us. You were like, hey, I'm going to be around. Like, I got a test. Like, right. if it comes back negative, I'm cool uh, to, like, meet up. And then you never got your test back, right? Never. I, I got my... I have to quarantine for 14 days. I got my test results in 15 days. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw Can you I on your 15th day. We came. You saw me on my last day, I think, on oh. my 17th day before, like the night before I was going to leave. Yeah. You, we had the, the Airbnb had like a giant balcony and you, you and Jared came and hung out on the balcony. Yeah. And we filmed um, that viral video that didn't, that should have gone viral. That should have gone viral. Yeah, James got he was the Pope of Williamsburg and he he dressed up in a Pope costume. <laughs> oh, I ordered I a Pope this. costume. Yeah. yeah, I ordered a Pope costume on Amazon for like forty bucks. <laughs> we filmed it. And when then, the idea like, strikes, he texts me, he goes, Yo, I think I'm think I'm staying in a church. I'm gonna get a Pope costume. Like, <laughs> what do you think about filming something? And I was like, I was like, What? <laughs> wow, so much prep involved. I love so it. So much. Not really, but it was funny. And yeah. Jared no, edited it. Was amazing. It. 
All right, so before you were the Spectrum guy, which is, you know what, that's a great job to have. That's a cool campaign. It's amazing. It's been it's been uh, life changing. I uh, bet. And and uh, I'm so grateful for it. They're really fun to shoot. The other guys in it, CJ Vanna, um, is super funny and like one of the sweetest guys in the world. Um, so yeah. It's Do been you awesome. have like a year? Like, is it like a year contract or something like that? Or so we signed a contract that's for three years, but every year they decide whether they want to pick up the next one. So we're towards the end of the second year. So uh, fingers crossed, they they like it enough that they want to do a third year. Um, That's great. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. you got you got to tell them. You know, like pandemic, people are only watching cable now. You know, I can't imagine they wouldn't pick it up for more. <laughs> well, let's hope. Fingers. Yeah, I don't know. Knock on wood. Um, yeah, thank you. Okay, so before you got into comedy and everything, when you were young boy, James, like, did you know what you wanted to do with your life? I think deep down, I always knew I wanted to do something that had to do with like uh, film and TV or and acting um, in comedy. But I was never, uh, I never sort of had like the courage to to admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'd, I'd a, I'd, I had a I had a weird upbringing in that like when I was really young, my parents were very wealthy, and then like they lost everything. Oh wow! And then we like. We stayed in the same town that I was born in, so my so my brother and I could go to the schools. Um, but we like would lease a house for a year or two and then we'd move to another one. And my parents were like sort of like uh, the Chrisley knows best type people where they like had a ton of debt, but they tried to convince everybody that they were still super rich and well off. Mm-hmm. That's and that's me every day. Not to mock it, but that, <laughs> that is people see my outfits and they're like, OK. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, so like my parents were just like very financially irresponsible when I was a kid. So like. For me, the priority was to, like, pers- find a career and pursue a career that was more stable. So, like, while deep down I wanted to do something more creative, <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to do it. I just see this so, coming to a head where you're like, Mom, I want to act. And she's like, oh, no, don't do Well, it. it was sort of like a slow transition to that. Like, yeah. I, um, I first was like, oh, I just want to work in film and TV. And so I worked in production for years yeah. and I thought I was going to be like an assistant director and then like maybe eventually like a UPM, like a unit production manager and line producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I started working at it more, I, I realized I, I, I sort of would like to try doing more creative things. And then, you know, I went to uh, Herald Night at UCB and I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, fell in love and oh, I joined yeah. that cult, that comedy cult that uh, we all talk about. I know. That's where we met. We had a class together at UCB. I think that's where we, we met, right? I think so. Yeah. Back in the day. I don't even remember who the teacher was, but. I don't remember either. Whatever. But I. But I, you would wear very bougie clothes to class. I remember that. Wow. Little did you know, she got no money and it's all on a credit <laughs> card. <laughs> Oh, my God. So did you work jobs when you were younger? Like, did you have any jobs in high school or college? Yeah. So my first job ever, like, I think I got it when I was 15. I worked at a burger joint in my hometown called called Balls Hamburgers. Balls Uh, Hamburgers? Balls Hamburgers. Uh, It was a (laughs) sports-themed Oh, okay. uh, hamburger joint, hence the name balls. My brain went to meatballs, <laughs> like meatballs. So I don't know why. And I was like, what are they? Well, most people they were like, let's balls, flatten balls. them. And that's so unique. <laughs> most most people's brain goes to balls, balls. Yeah, like dick and balls. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It'd be like having a hot dog stand called penis hot dogs. <laughs> um, yeah. What? Where's uh, your hometown? Dallas, Texas. Dallas. But I grew up in this like tiny town in the middle of Dallas called Highland Park, which is like 
super bougie. Like it's essentially like if Greenwich, Connecticut was put in the middle of Texas. That's like me in Philadelphia. Like I was. Oh, you're in the you main line. I'm the main line. Yeah. It's, Ooh, baby. It's the Long Island of Philadelphia. You know. But I wasn't on the rich side of the main line. I was on what the town? Marion. Okay. I was in like the the very not rich side of the of the main line. I had a friend in high school from Radnor. Oh yeah, that's there's it's fancy out there, yeah. Radnor. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I uh, one time I went to the Radnor Hunt Cup, the steeplechase. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, it's this <laughs> fucking bougie horse race. Who gives a shit? Sounds like <laughs> it. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so I worked at Balls Hamburgers. Uh, doing you know, what? Just flipping burgers. No, I was at the front taking people's orders, ringing them up, giving them their drinks, making milkshakes. Cool. Um, had a little microphone, let them know when their order was ready. Thank you. Um, for, did you did you have fun with saying like, thank you for calling balls burgers? Sometimes. <laughs> How yeah, many balls do you around. want? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my first job, and it was um, it was super fun. It was super easy. A lot of my friends would come in and stuff. How long did you work um, I, there? I think for like two years or so. Um, and then I, I, uh, I left uh, Texas to go to high school in New Jersey for the last two years of high school. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, Balls was a great job. Um, all the guys in the kitchen called me Chabelo, which is um, – Chabelo was like a, like a Mexican TV personality. His real name is uh, Javier Lopez Rodriguez. And wow. he sort of said, and he sort of sounds like this. <laughs> he has like high pitched, but he's just sort of like a goofy guy who like, I don't know. They they thought Chabelo. I was like, yeah, they go Chabelo. Uh, they thought I was just like this goofy dude, so they called me that. And wow. uh, they would always, they'd always fuck with me and put like fucking ghost peppers in my food. And um, I had a pickup truck in high school, and they would like empty trash and fill up into the truck bed. Like they oh, would fill no. up the truck bed with trash. Um, and they were yeah, Chabello can handle it. <laughs> Let's fucking like, shit like, on his truck. He's Chabello. That's funny. <laughs> they're like, he's not gonna do anything. He's just like a dumb little kid. Yeah, they were roasting um, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was my first job. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. All right, so you yeah. moved to New Jersey. Yeah, I went to a boarding school in New Jersey. Okay. So do people work during boarding school? Probably not. Not really. You don't really have time to. They yeah. sort of fill up your days with stuff. So um, no. But then um, my next job that I had was in college. I was an intern between my junior and senior year of college. And I interned at a private investment firm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Jesus. And, wow. and the, com- the company no longer exists because okay. the uh, – Founder and CEO of the company went to jail because he pulled off a Bernie Madoff styles like pyramid scheme. Oh shit! But it was while it you ha- were there. No, 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 no. Oh. It happened like a year or two after I left. But um, you know, the FBI raided the offices and like seized everything, and the guy's now in jail and probably will be there forever. But it, it happened the same time that the whole Madoff thing was happening. Yeah. So it didn't really make headlines outside of Minnesota. Interesting. But. Um, there is an episode of American Greed on CNBC about him. Really? His name is Tom, Tom Petters. You can look it up. Uh, Does someone play you? That would be so fun if you like saw this episode and you're like, oh, shit, he, they got an intern to, to play me. No. <laughs> but uh, You should really complain to CNBC. I should. 
Yeah. You should be like, I just want you to know I worked there and this is a little, yeah. a little I mean, inaccurate. I was, the, I was actually the main character of that story. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was there one summer and there were like 21 interns and we were all getting like paid pretty well. Most of them were from like Miami of Ohio. You got paid at this? Well, I guess it's like yeah. finance. Yeah. We got, we got paid pretty well. And uh, we all got put up in these fancy ass apartments that were furnished. Wow. They were like owned by the company. And this, I actually almost got fired from this job because my brother came to visit me. Uh oh. What did this kid and do? And something happened one night where, like, we would all take turns, like, hosting people in our apartments and people would, like, you know, drink and make food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Somebody, like, got really sick and threw up in one of the bathrooms in the mm-hmm. apartment. No. And. Tried to flush a hand towel down it. <gasps> and it, like, clogged the toilet or whatever. Mm-mm. So so my brother <laughs> is staying with me, and apparently this toilet is, like, overflowing. And oh instead God. of, like, and I w- I'm at work at the time. <gasps> and instead of my brother turning the water off, um, he just kept, like, trying to flush it or he let it run or something. And oh, the water, no. oh, the water overflowed. <gasps> It leaked down to the apartment under it. It caused like ten thousand oh, dollars of shit. of damage to the apartment below it. Um, and someone came up and yelled at my brother, <laughs> and I got pulled into the office. And the like, the That's guy was a like, lot. The, "Yeah." And the guy, the 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 guy who was yelling at me was like part owner of these apartments. And he was just this real, I'm not going to say his name, but he was a fucking asshole. And he was like the CFO of the company or the COO. And he yeah. was like the number two of the company. Donald and he was like, Trump. Ver- yeah. <laughs> but he was very much like a, like a frat boy who like never grew up. He was like in his mid forties and he pulled me into a conference room and he goes, it's taking everything in my body not to jump across this table and kick your fucking ass right now and i was like oh my god i just pictured like rob riggle and stepbrothers and you're like 100 fucking catalina wine mixer bitch 100 and we we'd hear all sorts of stories about this guy apparently like this guy would get duis on lake minnetonka all the time like getting drunk and like crashing his boat into docks and shit this guy was a fucking asshole and he's mad because your toilet clogged like yeah fuck him him. yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh but like i tried to explain he's like shut up shut the fuck up i don't want to hear one more fucking word from you and he like wanted to fire me but my 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 boss the person who was the head of my department that i was working in like was really sweet and like sort of stood up for me and like i got to keep my internship but i got kicked out of the apartments and so i had to find a place to live on craigslist you're a homeless intern Pretty much, yeah. Oh, and so I, I just uh, picture like sad music, and you're like in a nice suit leaving the office, and you're like, "Well, I have nowhere to go today." Yeah, <laughs> but they paid uh, me in lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I found like I found somewhere to live on off of Craigslist. This guy who uh, worked at Best Buy corporate. <laughs> was like 25. He had like an extra room. He lived with his best friend. It was his parents' house. He lived like, but he lived there. Um, what a smart move. Best... Some young guys is Craigslisting a room in his own parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, like his parents own the house, but right. he's the only one who lives oh, there. So okay. it's him and his best friend lives in the other room. And then he had an extra room. So they rented it to me for like six weeks. Nice. And then they were, they're were really nice dudes. And I lived there for the rest of the summer. But, uh, that was a weird. That was a weird summer. Like we would, we would go out like every night and just rage. <laughs> How old were um, you? You were like twenty, twenty one. I was like twenty one. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, one of the interns was like sleeping with one of the managers. One of the interns who was like 21 <gasps> was sleeping with one of the managers at the company who was married with three kids who was like in his late 40s, oh, early 50s. Shit. She was like going on business trips with him. It was fucking crazy. That's like shit you see in movies and you're like, that's happening here. Like totally happened. That's there. bad. Yeah. And you guys all had to pretend cr- you didn't know every day when you went. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So you were there just a summer. This was a summer internship. I was just, yeah, just there one summer. And were then, you majoring uh, in finance in college? Was that like? I was an international business Jesus major. Jesus Christ. Um, and then you're like, it's essentially just like, kidding. I want to wear short shorts on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, what happened was I was like interviewing for jobs at like banks and things like that, uh, senior year of college. And then this thing came to Rollins called Campus Movie Fest, where they would give you a camcorder. They'd give you like a camera and like a laptop to edit on. Nice. And they'd give you a week to make a short. And I made this dumb short film about a hockey player from the 1970s. And I was like rollerblading around piece. my car. So bold. Yeah. Well, well, it's like it was like a guy who thought he was a, a hockey player from the 1970s. Okay. And I was like wearing like a Jofa hockey helmet and a fake mustache. And I was like rollerblading around my college campus with a hockey stick, like cross checking kids into bushes and things like that. It was really dumb, but people loved it. Yeah. And people started like people would drive by me on campus and like quote the short film that oh, made. Wow. Oh, wow. Famous. You got views. They, you got campus yeah. views. Okay. And it was super fun. I was like, oh, like maybe I want to like, you know, try to work in film or TV and do something like this. So like I did what a lot of people do and I like looked up what the sort of career trajectory was for people who were like on SNL and stuff. Sure. And it was like you either go to the Groundlings in LA or you go to Second City in Chicago or you go to UCB in New York. So I knew a lot of people in New York, so that's where I ended yeah. up, and I eventually started taking classes and there. And now you're on Saturday Night Live. No, I'm sorry. That <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like I think that most people get into it because like that's what they want to yeah. do, whether they're they're honest about it or not. Or you don't um, know yet. You don't know that there are so many yeah. different avenues of comedy, and so like your families totally. and everybody who's fucking naive around you, like your friends and school, they're like, oh well, you know, there's only SNL. There's nothing else. Right. And you're like, I guess you're right. I should go and be on SNL. I remember. But I think a lot of us. Sorry, no, go ahead. you go ahead. No, but I, I do feel like a lot of people who go to UCB fall into this uh, trap of having like a very narrow focus. And all they want to do is like comedy or sketch mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. And then a lot of us realize that there's so few opportunities to do mm-hmm. that. Um so I, I think like we, so many of us spend so many years just like trying to be good at improv and sketch, not realizing that like there's such a bigger world. Out there. So much. I mean, it's helpful. It's a good skill to have and it comes in handy and yeah. all the things you do. However, yeah, you and I, though, yeah. early on, I feel like you, you and Marshall and me and Robbie, like we all started making videos because we realized like, oh, it's really nice to like have something to put on YouTube and like show for rather than just invite you to my show and hope you show up, hope you come. That one <laughs> totally. night where I'm going to do all these yeah. things I rehearsed. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we started doing videos, I feel like, probably around the same time. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I had I had James in a funny video of mine, the donut video. Do you remember that? That video, video was so good. So good. Ellen, have you ever seen my National Donut Day video? I don't think so. Everybody what? listening to this podcast, Google National Donut Day. It's on YouTube. Uh, maybe sound is taken out at this point, but it's definitely on Facebook. <laughs> what did you do? I don't do? know how that video didn't blow up. 
I know. It was done so well. It, James and I play, like, love interests, but it, it, it's like one of those, um, like, mother, not Mother's Day. What, yeah, Mother's Day was one of them. New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day. New Year's Day. Eve, Valentine's Day, yeah. It's like a parody of one of those movies where it's like. Like a paint-by-numbers rom-com, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And so James is like, we like bump into each other on the street and then he's like, you know, we, we, oh, that's our moment. Like we find love. And then I find out that he's like famous for fucking a donut and going viral on the internet. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) James, I think I still have on my phone because we needed him to like kind of do it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I I forgot about that. I still have like, it's like shown up in like memories and I'm like, oh God. It's like. (laughs) James, like you have underwear on, but you really pulled them down low and you have like a donut and you're just like standing there and you're just kind of like this, like, and you don't see your face. What a memory. I've done a few sketch comedy videos that are like out of, out of context are like very uh, embarrassing and demeaning, like <laughs> certain parts, like Katie Berry. You remember Katie yeah. Berry? She, she had me do uh, an episode of her web series where I'm like only wearing boxers and I have a ball gag in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point she asked me if I was comfortable with her slapping me in the face with a, a dildo. Oh, God. And that's, that's where I crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> or that's where I, I was like, no. <laughs> well, thanks for jerking off to a donut, you know, or, you know, using a yeah. donut for my video that came out. Ellen, I'll send you this video. It's really funny. Yeah, um, but I was saying also before the pod that we went to Montreal together too. We were both, at JFL, oh, yeah. that was a big deal because yeah. we were kind of doing like improv and sketch and whatever, and then we got into JFL for this pitch thing, and we were like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> that was fun. That was I, fun. I mean, being in Montreal at Just for Laughs, especially in that context where you're not like a new face. Yeah, um, I felt like we were at like uh, like a comedy high school, and we were like the like losers. Like we were the nerdiest <laughs> people there. Like all of the like famous standups were like the jocks. Yeah. We were and, young too. And we were just yeah. kind of like, we went, we partied so hard. I remember seeing the sun come up every day and everyone yeah. was like, you have to, that's how you network. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was cool to be a fly on the wall there and just sort of like, sort of see everybody sort of operate yeah. in a social setting like that. It really was. It was cool. And then I drove home from, from Canada with you and Marshall. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. We road tripped home. <laughs> that was yeah. so long ago. Um, yeah, that was uh, 2015, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm 24, yeah. so it's really hard to tell what's going on in my life. Yeah, you're only 19 then. That's why you were so excited about going to Montreal because so, yeah. you could drink there. I was legal. It was that's so true. Yeah, it was legal to drink and eat French fries. Um, <laughs> I like, this go- will be my first beer ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So I want to go back. So after college, you moved to New York. And is that when you started working in production? Because I've so always known you as those were your survival jobs. Yes, I worked in production. But before that, I worked at a camp uh, at a summer camp oh, before we love, I, camp. Bef- we love camp. We love to talk camp. I know you love to talk camp because you and Gabby had a show yep. about camp. So I um, right after graduating from school, I went and worked at a summer camp in New Hampshire called Camp Walt Whitman. Um, sleepaway camp, like eight weeks, 90% of the kids there are like Jewish kids from Westchester. Yeah. sounds like my uh, camp. <laughs> yeah. It sounds very similar. Uniform girls camp or, or co-ed? Uh, co-ed, co-ed. Okay. And so I actually 
enjoyed being a counselor there the first summer so much that I took a break from working in production in, a, in the summer of 08, and I went back. Oh, sick. And it was so much fun. And then at the end of the summer, um, I would volunteer at this uh, camp called America's Camp, which was like 10 days long. Mm-hmm. And it was founded, America's Camp was founded by the the guy who ran and owned Camp Walt Whitman, along with a bunch of other camp directors. And it was strictly for kids who lost their parents in 9-11. So it was like um, some, you know, some of some of the campers had parents who worked in the tower. Some of them were uh, their parents were first responders. Oh, wow. Um, That's so nice that they made this camp for like for these. It was. It was incredible. Um, it was such a cool experience, and the kids were amazing. And I think they really appreciated it because it was the one time of year where they could go somewhere. Yeah. And they weren't like that one kid who lost a parent in 9 11. Yeah. And they could openly talk about it without like everybody like pitying them. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, it was just like this really special place. That's so um, nice. That sounds really nice. And it, like, it didn't even feel like we were. I mean, we were just like volunteering our time to work there for like 10 days or two weeks or whatever it was, but it didn't feel like that. Cause like it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Davidson was actually a camper there. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's... I didn't know him there, but yeah, I was going to say, and then you dated and <laughs> you guys, <laughs> I just made that really wrong, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> it's just fresh on everyone's mind. Cause of uh, Larry David's like granddaughter, right? Yeah. Cass, yeah. Her, his daughter, yeah. not his granddaughter. Oh, daughter. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> you want to work in comedy? Don't fuck with Larry David. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to. <laughs> um, that's so nice that you did that. I love that. Yeah. So it was incredible. you wanted to work at camp and then you came to New York and you were like, I'm going to work in production. Right. Yeah, I wanted to work in production, um, but the first year I, wor- I lived in New York, I didn't actually live in New York. I lived in New Brunswick, New Jersey. New Brunswick? Damn. Yeah, where Rutgers is. Yeah, I know. That's and far. It's not like Hoboken. So far. It's so far. And I would, like, commute into the city. And at first, I like, the reason I moved there was, like, a friend of mine who had been working as a PA on TV shows was, like, come. I have this house. He was still finishing school at Rutgers. He's like, I have this house. My dad and my uncle own it. You know, you pay 500 bucks a month to live there. And uh, I'll try to, like, connect you with some people and get you a job nice. in production. And so I moved there, and then, like, nothing happened. Oh, no. And I was so broke. And you were um, also so far away from the city. Like, you couldn't just... I was very far. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like an hour and 15 minutes on the train. Um, and... I was like applying, I, applying for jobs on like Mandy.com. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember uh, Mandy. And Mandy's I still actually, there. I think still it, around. It is, is Didn't it? Jared get his job off Mandy or something? No, I don't think so. But one no, of those well, people use it. I've never gotten anything off of Ellen's Mandy, a regular. Ellen pays for Mandy. <laughs> I think I have at times. It's just never worked really? out for me. <laughs> I um. I accidentally applied to be a PA on a gay porn on Mandy. Oh, oh nice. Did you? Because so I was just sort of it? like Blake. No, well, I applied to work for it, and then like they they called me back and were like, "Oh, we looked at your resume," and then I went back to look at the project and I realized what it was, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on this." They looked at your resume and they were like, "He's got balls, burners. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be code for something." <laughs> so like. Balls. I briefly worked at a restaurant in New Brunswick for like three weeks called Stage Left. And then I got my first production gig. Nice. And it 
uh, it, it, the schedule conflicted with my restaurant shift and I was like, I, I'm going to do this. This is way more important. I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm. And they just like f fired me. Um, Naturally, you can't production hours. I tried to work in production or like I tried to do extra work when I was at restaurants when I first moved. And I was like, oh, God, you could be on set for 17 hours. And yeah, I'm going to miss my shift. And, you know, you couldn't do both. Yeah. But um, how I got my first production job was pretty crazy. Like I was my my friend uh, who I was living with was working as a P.A., and he was going into the city on a Friday to work a night shoot on a TV show called New Amsterdam. It, not the one that's out right now. There was a different one <laughs> with the guy who played Jamie Lannister, oh. uh, Nikolai, uh, whatever his name is. Interesting. Um, it, it was about a guy who like traveled in time from New Amsterdam to now, and now he's a detective. It was fucking weird. I love how there's a new one. Yeah. They're like, no one will remember the old one. We can call it New Amsterdam. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but my my buddy was like, oh, yeah, like I know the, the key PA, which is like the head production assistant. Uh, he's going to let you work with me. Um, and so we showed up, and I was like so pumped to like work on my first – uh, production and had my first day and sort of learn as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And the guy had like left, uh, for some family emergency or something. And so the current, the key PA for that day had no idea who I was. Oh, no. The other person hadn't told him about me. And he's like, well, you, you can like hang if you want, but like, I'm not paying you. Oh and no. And were you like, I just came in from new Brunswick. <laughs> and I was so upset. I was so upset. And they're like, we, we don't even have enough uh, walkies to give you like a walkie talkie. So like you can just hang out with your friend tonight while he works. And I was just like so deflated yeah. and so bummed out. And so um, that's so frustrating. My, my, my friend Will, his job that night was to be with a uh, like a TCD agent, which is a traffic control division, I believe. Okay. They uh, they're. Like the uh, like when they when productions have to like block off a street, and they like park a, uh, a cop car to like block off the the street to keep people from driving down. Like that's what TCD does. They work with like okay. all the film and TV productions in in New York. So we were like blocks away from where they were actually shooting, <laughs> with like this traffic cop. Oh man! Just making sure like nobody walked down. So I'm like not even like seeing anything. Right. You were you were like you probably justified. Like at least I'll see like. You know, the action yeah. going on. Didn't see a damn thing. Uh. So we're hanging out. It was somewhere in Greenpoint. It was near the bar, uh, the Pencil Factory, which I don't think exists anymore. I don't know. Um, but uh, we were just at this corner, and these two guys rode by on bicycles. And they're like, hey, what are you guys shooting? And we just started, started talking to them, and we're friendly or whatever. And they're like, oh, we work on 30 Rock. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you knew that. I love that show. I was like... Do you know, like, I'm sure they get asked this all the way. I'm like, do you know if they're hiring PAs? And they're like, I don't know, but we're about to go drink at this bar with a bunch of the ADs and PAs. Do you want to come with me? Hell yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was like, yes. <laughs> so it was these two camera guys, a guy named James Sylvia and uh, Jonathan Beck. Uh, one was a film loader and the other was a camera operator. They invited me to the bar with them. Oh my God. I, I met all the PAs on the show. I met like a couple of the ADs and the AD is super drunk. And he's like, Oh yeah, you want to fuck, you want a PA on the show here? Take this guy's number down, call him in two. We're on hiatus for the, for a few weeks, but call him in two weeks. Tell him I told you 
to 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 call him. And uh, I love how he's drunk, and you're probably like, "This is it. This is my big yeah, break." A hundred percent. And it was like nothing to him. And then I started pestering the KPA like a ton. It was a guy named Kerry McCrone who like ended up being like the nicest guy in the world to me, and would hire me all the time. Um, he hired, and I was bugging the shit out of him. And I, I think it's like a miracle that he ever hired me mm -hmm. because I think <laughs> the first time I called him and his dad had just passed away. Oh, no. And I was this fucking asshole kid being like, hey, can I work on your TV show? <laughs> I met a PA um, in the street and they gave me your number. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. And I just, <clears throat> and I kept bothering him. <laughs> and he eventually, he eventually hired me for one day. And, you know, like, it was one of those things in productions, as you know, like if they're like filming on, on the exteriors on the street and they need like a bunch of extra people they're they'll hire a bunch of PAs for that day. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a handful of PAs that are like there every day doing very specific jobs. So they hired me for one day and I was just like running around doing stuff. And like, I just like, I don't know. I tried to have a really good attitude and be nice to everybody. And they like asked me back That's and so cool. this guy, this guy carried kept bringing me back. And so it got to the point where, like, whenever they needed an extra person, he would call me. Yeah. And, and I was, like, so grateful. And it was, like, the coolest thing in the world. And being on that set, it was, like, magical. Right. Like, it was so exciting to go to work every day, even though you were there for, like, 14 or 15 hours a day. And, getting coffee, um, running errands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. But, um, like, getting to go to Silver Cup and see the sets was, like, so much fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and it got to the point where whenever they needed somebody extra, they would call me. And then, um, like halfway through season three, I got hired on the show full, full time. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. What? Like, that is such like brilliant luck just to be it like, was meet such, them on the street. Such stupid luck. Yeah. yeah. And the it, fact that you could go to the bar that night cause you weren't actually working or anything. You yeah. Could like, yeah. Okay. You could just, it's not like you quit. You just weren't. You weren't needed there, so you're like, bye. Yeah. Was your friend yeah. pissed off because he's on fucking New Amsterdam, and you're like, oh, I have another day of work on yeah, 30 yeah. Rock. <laughs> Not to rub it in, but uh, I'm moving to New York soon because <laughs> 30 Rock called. Sucks <laughs> so to be you. When Tina Fey calls, honey, you go. Well, it got to the point where I started working a lot more than him, and I started hiring him on jobs. Aw. Well, that's good. At least wow. you kept it in the fam, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. You, sell, you totally. spread the love. But um, it was one of those things that, like, hiring PAs on TV shows is, like, such an informal process because, like, there's, you know, there's so many times when they need, like, a bunch of extra people or whatever, and it's usually, like, someone recommends somebody. Yeah. And then, and then the, like, the key PA will text you saying, hey, are you available? <laughs> like, do you have experience? Do you know what you're doing? And... Yeah. If you say yes and you're, they're convinced, they'll hire you. Right. And they're like, all right, show up tomorrow at 630. So, but like with any I was, job, I always say this on this podcast, like all you need is to be the person they like to work with. Like yeah, even if you're 100%. new, even if you're hired for one day, like if you show up and you're like, I am here, I'm, I'm, you know, listening to you, I'm willing to do whatever you want. Like as long as you have a good attitude and they're like, oh, he's a cool guy. Like I, I don't mind having him around. <laughs> you'll, totally. you'll, they'll ask you back. Yeah. And so from that, just sort of like word of mouth happened. And like, I, if I, I, I eventually got hired full time on 30 rock, but in between that time, I like, you know, people would pass my number around and I would get, 
I worked on like Law and Order Criminal Intent or mm-hmm. uh, work on a Law and Order SVU or any other sort of like random shows or movies. And it got to the point where like I never had to look for work because I had a reputation of being like a, a decent PA or person. And right, you were getting called hard. enough where you were like, I, yeah. I know this show's and, still going. They'll need more people. Yeah. That's cool. But You hired me as a PA. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was fun. I was really unemployed, and James came through. You were really nice to me, and we worked. I worked on a commercial with you. Yeah, for like it was probably super boring. A couple but... days. Yeah, it was just an office PA, and I did yeah. have to get fish tacos for people at one point. And oh, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember they were all worried that like they were like, "Oh, you're one of his comedy friends," because it was a really serious commercial. Do you remember? It was like a it was like a smoking campaign or something for people. I remember that. Yes, who yes, had, yes. Like yes. lost half a face and stuff. Like it was. Yeah, it was a PSA. <laughs> yeah. And they were, I think they were worried. They're like, oh, she's a, she's a comedy friend. Like, uh oh, like the, and you kept being like, listen, you know, everyone's taking this really seriously. You were like, before you like G chatted me while we're there. You're like, don't make jokes. You know, like this person. Yeah, don't show up with like a pack of Marlboro Reds. <laughs> I don't smoke, but still I, I remember everybody was so worried. I think that everybody was a little worried about it. You know, like just totally. the air was nervous. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but what was hard about that first year I worked in production, first of all, I was living in New Brunswick. So <laughs> I was working crazy hours in New York and then having to take a train to and from New Brunswick. So crazy. So essentially what my schedule would be like is I would have to get up at like 3 a.m. to take a 4.14 a.m. train from New Brunswick. No. Because usually it'd have to be at work at like 6.30. <gasps> so I would, I, would, I would take a 4.14 train in because that's the first train from New Brunswick into the city. I would get in at 5.15, and that would give me, like, an hour and change to get to Long Island City, which is where it typically worked. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd have, like, a 6.30 call. Oh. And and if I missed that 4.14 train, I was fucked because there wasn't another one till for, like, an hour. That's so crazy. And so I'd wake up at 3, 4.14 train, Penn Station at 5.15, be in Long Island City by, like, 6, 6.15, have a little time to eat breakfast before work started. And then I would work until like seven, eight, nine o'clock. I would wouldn't get home till ten. I would eat something real quick. I would sleep like four hours, and I would wake up and I would repeat it. And it got to the point where it was so unsustainable. I would. Um, I had like a dozen friends I knew from college and high school that lived in New York, and I would rotate Crash on there, crashing yeah. on people's couches. I was gonna so say, like, thank God you were young though, you know, and you had this energy yeah. where you could do shit like that. But today, but oof, yeah, that would no way murder me. That would no way. <laughs> but like every night, I would like so essentially, what it got to the point where I would only go home to New Brunswick on the weekends to do laundry and sleep. <laughs> right. So like Monday through Friday, I would pack a bag for the week with like five pairs of underwear, five pairs of socks, two shirts, two pairs of pants, yeah. and I would. Every night I would crash on a different couch and I would only stay there for like one night not to outweigh my welcome. I love that you you figured it out though. You were like, I don't have money. I like this job. I'm going to make this yeah. shit work. Like you made it. Right. You made it happen. When you want something, you're, you're going to make it work. Like that's totally. that's the, the takeaway I got from it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's a, that's eventually how I started dating my now wife. You crashed on her couch? She was, she was one of the couches I crashed on. <laughs> wow. And like, it was either the first or the second night. She was like, you don't have to crash on the couch. You can, like, come to the bed if you want. Oh, <laughs> okay. And then here you are. And then and then we were, like, just sort of, like, hook, hooking up. And I would, like, stay at her place, like, more often than other places. And then we started dating. And then, you know. Wow. Sort of. 
I love and, this story. Know, the rest is history. Yeah, this yeah. is like an a, this is like a forced employment love story. I don't know. <laughs> she was convinced as soon as I got an apartment in in the city that I was going to break up with her. She thought I was using her for her place. Oh no! <laughs> this is like before apps too and everything. You know, people yeah. weren't like trying to hook totally. up with you just for your your apartment. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, but but then I was working a ton. And then the writer's strike happened and all the TV shows went away. You were unemployed. And so uh, I was unemployed. Don't you love it when they say the title of, of the pod in the pod? Yeah. I love it when I hear it in <laughs> movies and TV shows and everything. How long were um, you? So what did you do when you were unemployed? Did you have to get any other I, gigs? I mean, luckily, like I had some savings, but I was really desperate. And I was like trying to like use every contact I had. And I was talking to my dad at the time. This is like 2008. My dad told me that someone he went to college with was a successful lawyer in New York City who was retired mm -hmm. and would now write and direct films and just finance them himself. I, lo uh, I love when parents like to set you up. They're like, I know someone great in your biz. <laughs> she's like, you, he's a director. Uh -oh. But like his, his movies are all a fucking joke. They all fucking suck. But like he would get all these... Uh, actors who are like good working actors who just didn't have anything else going on to be in his movies. Yeah. So like he was in this movie, we can look it up right now on IMDb called reunion. Uh, so this guy hired me. I was very grateful for the job, but as a PA, um, we only got paid a hundred dollars a day <laughs> and we low. were, uh, working like 16 hours. Uh, that's like uh, illegal. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally illegal. We were getting uh, we were getting paid like below minimum wage. Oh my god. For for our job. So this it was Zoe McClellan, Brett Cullen, Jessica Hecht, Christopher McDonald, you know Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Pais, Jamie Sheridan, like a, a, a Felix Solis, like a lot of really good people right. are in it. Um, but it's just like a, a crappy movie, but like all the PAs got paid like a hundred dollars a day. We were working like 14, 15 hours a day. It was exhausting. Um, <laughs> but you're like, I'm in film now. <laughs> and this guy, the director. Yeah. You were like, I'm doing it. <laughs> Hollywood, baby. Not just TV. Uh, <laughs> this is film and TV. That's right. And the director, uh, had like, he was an older guy. He had this terrible dye job that instead of it making his hair brown, it made it purple. Amazing. So everybody called him the Joker behind his back. Nice. Aww. <laughs> I love um, that. He's like so trendy and ahead of his time, though. <laughs> I know. I know. But that but that job, I ended up meeting people that got hired me on the next job, which was this other indie film called Lime Life. Yeah. Which was directed and written by this guy named Derek Martini, who is a total fucking asshole. And I don't care that he if he ever hears that because... I don't think he works that much. He's a huge he's fan such a of the podcast. Dick. Yeah, he. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> but this guy was a total dick, and it was sort of like based off of his um, experience as a kid growing up in Syosset in Long Island. Mm. But like this movie had an amazing cast. It had Kieran Culkin. It had Rory Culkin, Alec Baldwin, Cynthia Nixon. Holy shit! Um, uh, who was the? You got two uh, Culkins, a Cynthia Nixon, and an Alec Tim Baldwin. Timothy, you sold me. Timothy Hutton. Um, Chalamet, no. <laughs> anyway, there were, it was Good this people. amazing cast, but the movie kind of was just sort of like blah. Yeah. Um, what was it called? Lime something? Lime Life. L-Y-M-E-L-I-F-E. -E. <laughs> um, 
I love it. Oh, Jill Hennessy's in it. I don't know if you remember Jill Hennessy. Yeah. Like, it's an amazing cast, but the movie was just sort of like, meh. And the director was a total dick. And I had to drive a cube truck for the first time ever on this job. And if you don't know what a cube truck is, it's like a U-Haul. Mm -hmm. It's like a 14-foot U-Haul truck. And I'd never driven anything like that before. And this is before we all had phones with GPS on them. And we were shooting in North Jersey. And I was living in New Brunswick. And the location manager, like, wouldn't give me directions home. And he was like, figure it out yourself. I got lost in, like, Franklin Lakes, New oh, Jersey. No. And I crashed a cube truck. And I got stuck under a low-clearance bridge. <gasps> oh, my God. What a nightmare. So After this whole really run of being, like, New York's best PA. See, that's why you give PAs good direction, because you don't want to deal with a, a yeah. nightmare like that. Oh, my God. And I was just like, I, it was late. I had just worked like 14 hours. I was exhausted. I was trying to get home. I couldn't figure out the directions he had like tried to give me really quick verbally. Nah. I was lost in like Franklin Lakes or near Franklin Lakes. And there was this low clearance bridge. I'm like, I don't think I can make this. And there were all these cars behind me honking. And I'm like, I don't. And I, I didn't have room to really turn um, around. Yeah. It would have been like a... <gasps> You know, and so I was like, I'll, I'll just try to do it. So I was slowly trying to go <laughs> under this bridge. And I'm like, I think I'm going to make it. And then I heard a <laughs> and the front end of the cube of the box just <gasps> collapsed. It just like crushed it. And so I had to like go in reverse and you hear. Oh, <laughs> no. With all the top like grinding. And then I had to do like a 19 point K turn to turn around. Did the cops show up? No. Oh, that's I mean, good. I, I wish just... they did, though, and you had to be like, it's Alec Baldwin's costumes <laughs> in the truck. No, I was, I was driving the grip truck. I was oh. driving all the grip equipment, so it was, like, super heavy. And then I showed up the next day, and they were so fucking pissed. Oh, my and, God. And uh, they almost fired me, but I think they realized it was going to be hard to find someone else to do wow. my job. yeah. Because they weren't paying very much. Oh, my God. So um, here's what I want to do. We have okay. uh, we have a caller, uh, and okay. it seems like you are, you're one of those people that seems to get out of any kind of situation, right? Do you feel that way? That's what I've gotten from all your jobs. You somehow <sighs> move forward. I don't know. I you do you figure it out. So we're gonna give this person a pep talk. Okay, his name okay. is Eric. Eric was laid off from his job in the pandemic, and then he was freelancing. But he was freelancing for the election, which, as we all know, has ended. Uh, sure, kind of ended, right? I'd say it's yeah. it's ended, but not for some people. <laughs> and uh, so we're gonna chat with him real quick. Hi, mm, Eric. Hi. How are Hello. you? Nice I'm to meet great. you. How are you? I'm good. This is Ellen, and this is James. Hey, Eric. Hi. Hello. Thanks for wearing a suit for this. And a Ghostbusters shirt. This is my, shirt. Normal, my normal clothes. Oh, you, you look, look great. I love it. I know. I don't, you never know. If we, sometimes we don't get people on video, but this is fun. This is good. Um, Eric, I want to know what's going on. So I set them up. I said that you were, you were employed, you were laid off, and then you were working in the election, which we all know has come to an end for most people, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I had to get a job to pay bills sure. uh, five years ago, and uh, then I got laid off back in May, um, officially as COVID response, but mm -hmm. uh, in reality, because they were cutting a lot of people, yeah. um, like hundreds of people. Um, so I just, and where been, did, what kind know, of job were you working in? Um, I was sales support um, for a big um, gas company. Okay. That everyone will know the name of. <laughs> okay. Got um, it. Got it. I think I can guess, yes. Yeah. So for I a couple of years, I've been weird? volunteering. <laughs> huh? 
I said, I can't the, guess, but I, you oh, know, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll know. I mean, we, we don't have to guess, but people will know. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, so for a couple of years, I've been volunteering in local politics, um, anything okay. from, you know, school board up to the governor. Um, and I just kind of fell into that for the summer. I picked up a couple extra campaigns that I wasn't planning on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kept me very busy. I had five campaigns across New York State. Um, Whoa. I was going to say, where are you? But you're in New York. Yeah. I'm in Rochester. Um, so oh, cool. most of my stuff is here, but I had some stuff up in the North Country. And um, it was, it's been interesting. And then, you know, mm-hmm. last Wednesday is uh, the day after the election. And, and now I have zero jobs again. Um, <gasps> and what? And so in a perfect world, I want to know what do you want to do? Like, what would be your ideal job? If someone handed you tomorrow, they're like, here you go, Eric. You're hired. Uh, I mean, this is the problem of pandemic is I want to be in uh, nonprofits and community service organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, in, he has a heart. You, know, you have a heart. That's why. A little one. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's, you know, pandemic hits. Uh, all these nonprofits just lose their funding. Yeah. Um, I actually like the day that we were told back in uh, it was like April 1st or whatever. We were told that we could start working from home. I had a, a call from one of our local arts institutions that I was super excited about. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, uh, we can't hire anyone right now. So maybe you'll hear from us later. Mm. Um, Everyone's getting that in all fields and yeah. all types of people I'm talking to in all different areas. Everyone's getting like, yeah, you seem great, but we have no money to hire people to, to do this job. And uh, shit's scary right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Ellen and I were unemployed for a very long time. That's why I brought her on to this mm-hmm. podcast. That but... happened to me, too. After I was laid off, I like got a bunch of interviews lined up. And then when the stay-at-home order went into effect, I just got calls from the recruiters that were like, never mind. <laughs> All of these jobs are on hold. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it also That's... makes it harder for employers. Like, they don't know you. They don't know your work ethic. So to take a chance on hiring someone to, like, be in their pajamas all day long, like, it's... They're like, we might as well just save the money and not hire people. It's it's right. hard. Uh, which works out really great for political stuff. I did more work before 10 a.m. than I did in most <laughs> days. Um, but I was also working like 16-hour days. Oh, my uh, God. From wow. May through last week. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad you have, you know, I know you're fully unemployed right now. But honestly, I feel like everyone needed a break after last week. And you've been doing it since May. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine. Did you get to nap? Did you have you slept in this week? Have you like taken care of yourself? You know, I slept in. I went. Uh, I got out of town for a couple of days, so no one could ask me for any favors. Nice. Um, and now I'm back home. Uh, I'm officially in a government ordered quarantine at the moment, waiting for my test since I left wow. New York State. Oh. Um, no health concerns, just geographic concerns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm James like, has done that. He did the 14 days in New York when he came here for a job, and we were talking. About yeah, it that. took me, and it took me 15 days to get my results. So <laughs> that I might as well just not gotten a test. That's <laughs> my fear. I did my. It's Friday now. I did my test on Wednesday, and if if it's forever, I mean, as soon as I get the results, I'm okay. But what if it's 15 days? Then it's no did, different. Did you did did you do the swab or did you do the thing where they stab your brain with a Q-tip? 
I did a swab, but it felt pretty close to my brain. Yeah, I was like, what's the difference? Was it in your nose or your mouth? It, in my nose. Okay, because there's two different ones. There's a swab one in your mouth, and then there's one where they go uh, way up into your into I've only your done nose, the nose one, the brain one. Here. Yeah, this, this yeah. was probably like halfway. It was in my nose, but it was it was. <laughs> Didn't touch shallow. your brain. Don't you love that this no. is like our topic of conversation right now? It's like, hey, yeah. how have you been? Oh, I got that nose brain COVID test yesterday. These, these oh are my, my only hobbies now, <laughs> is getting tested. I've done it twice now in two weeks. Well, oh, yeah. Unemployed is Being unemployed is all about hobbies you know it is focusing on those hobbies i Um, have to say though i feel like maybe okay maybe your dream maybe working in a nonprofit isn't gonna happen right now i bet it'll happen though i really do because of your work but the fact that you got you were fulfilled by volunteering like it i feel like now's the time like we all have to kind of apply to jobs that we might not want but we need to pay the bills so if you can supplement that with the stuff that does bring you joy then, you know, you're good. Like, I've done plenty of jobs. I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I like cable and I got to pay that fucking Verizon bill, you know? (laughs) Right. My challenge has been uh, translating the skills. Like, I have a college degree or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, But the the political work has been, uh, (laughs) has really taught me a lot of things. I've been able to apply skills that I didn't in my office job. Yeah. Um, But translating that for other employers has been tough. Uh, I feel like there's also, they look at me as kind of a risk. Um, I know for sure I've lost one job because they thought that I was just going to go work for the person whose campaign I had just run. Um, and like, I'm not, I'm here at this right. interview right now because I don't want that job. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, no, so when I when I had my job, it was really inspiring to sit at the job that I didn't like listening to you and everyone <laughs> you knew who worked really hard to get jobs that they did. Um and then I didn't have a job anymore, and it was still kind of inspiring, but Aww, also a little nice less. That's so sweet. Honestly, though, so many people, if you've listened to it, so many people have had really good times when they've been unemployed. And you learn so much more about yourself and what really matters and what you need. And, like, you seem, you have, at least, it looks like a really nice room. You got a nice jacket on. I'm like, you seem to be doing it. You're not, you're not on the streets right now. So I always have I'm to not, go there. I'm like, I'm going to have yes. dinner tonight. You know, I got a shirt on my back. Like, you have to look at the basics when you're unemployed and almost laugh about it that you're like, like you said, we have, wow, I have a college degree. Like, they told us we'd be fine for life if we got that. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's been interesting. A combination pandemic, not having a job has given me a lot of opportunities to try some other things. I'm sitting on, um, six episodes of a mini a web mini series i wrote nice um, amazing and like the third draft of a musical review of bare naked ladies that i've written <laughs> i love I it i love it is it titled one week it is called break your heart <laughs> oh. much more depressing <laughs> what's the web series about that's um, my but those are the sort of ideas i've sat on for like 10 years and now i have an opportunity to do them that's really cool yeah, wait great. what's the web series give us give us your log line um, Give us your pitch. It's called Concepts, um, and each one, they're like six, seven minutes, and each one is just kind of uh, exploring a different topic in a unique, you know, uh, format. Um, one of them, the first one I wrote was called uh, Time, and the whole thing is framed through taking a group picture, and you're seeing it through the lens of the camera, um, which has now been ruined because we all spend 18 hours a day on Zoom. <laughs> meetings and we're constantly looking at each other through lenses um 
Yeah, but, but still, there's something solid. different about the camera and the group um, photo. I love that. Like other than 90, like all through text and in like ninety percent of the time, we're looking at ourselves. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't. That's I haven't true. looked at anybody but myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea, Eric. That's awesome. Are you planning to shoot it at all, or like? Yeah, I, when when I can have friends again and we can be in the same place, right. uh, I really want to shoot it. I'm well, knocking on wood. It doesn't, you know, you get your test back soon, so you can at least socially right. distance, hang out with people <laughs> in Rochester. Woo! Yeah, I think that's awesome, man. That's so cool. Well, I think you're doing everything you need to be doing right now while you're unemployed. I was just gonna say, like, you know, some people I know cry and search for jobs until their brains are fried, like. It's that was me. <laughs> so good. Ellen did that. Yeah, every day you were looking nonstop for jobs and you're creative. Yeah, like you mentally have to keep stuff, you know, going for yourself or else you're going to lose you're going to lose it, you know? And a lot of us have lost. It. I've lost it plenty of times, but I think you're doing I mean, amazing that's, stuff. That's my challenge. Like now it's reality is here and I need to actually apply for some jobs that last more than another 6 months or a year. Or not. Um, I did apply for some contract jobs that were like two months. Um, just I mean, two months, two months sounds like a, two months. I was also going to say that's like a year in the pandemic timeline. You know what I mean? Two oh, months yeah. <laughs> feels like forever at this point. I wonder if there are any sort of corporate jobs that have a focus or emphasis on community outreach or like philanthropy mm. that like could take your skill set that you've like been developing over the years, but would also sort of give you the security. I mean, I know like the end game, it wouldn't be like exactly what you wanted to do, but like, are there, do you think that could be a possibility? That's smart. Probably. We have some good, uh, and especially in everyone's remote, so I'm not I'm not limited to my own area right. really anymore. Yeah, um, which is nice. I've applied for some government relations jobs. Um, cool. Which is kind of that halfway point because mm-hmm. um, I got the contacts now. Eric, have I, I cheered up your great. day at all? Have I brought you joy today? Uh, yes. Oh, like, good. A jacket and. I mean, a jacket is a huge improvement over where I was before I talked to you earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, it's a great shirt. Thank you. Great jacket. Yeah, we're all envious of Eric's look. I'm like, I'm sorry. You look the most employed out of all of us right now. (laughs) Are you a lawyer? So this is all summer being in on these, you know, campaign events. And I'm on events with some huge people. Senator Jill Grand and uh, Hillary Clinton I was on a call with this summer. Um, Wow. I'm like, all right, I'm in jeans and I'm not wearing shoes, but I have a shirt and a tie and a jacket. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And you're like, and I'm talking to Hillary fucking Clinton right now. That's yeah. so yeah, good. Nice name drop. Wow. I know. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm like the first person to name drop. Like I have two <laughs> names. I'm going to use them every chance I get. <laughs> Honestly, good names to drop. They're good names. Yeah. It's funny because when you reached out today and you said you worked on political campaigns, I realized before I had DM'd you and then I was like, oh, I hope he's on the right. I hope he's yeah. on the right. Which side of the campaigns was he on? Yeah. Well, and that's the tough part about political stuff, too, is like yeah. I really like working with candidates who I not only support, but I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. um, especially grassroots candidates. Um, like these two campaigns I manage, manage is all stretch because there's only a handful of us doing things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, doing media apps and photos and video production and writing everything for these campaigns. Um, and That's they don't necessarily pay the best. 
right. um, these small campaigns. Right. So I, yeah. you know, I, I know people around the state who like can offer me work. I'm like, I don't really want to support these kinds of candidates. Yeah. Um, that's good. Stay true time, to you. Yeah. I think that's the most important because you'll do the best work when it's someone you really believe in, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Unless times get really tough, then you know what? <laughs> no. Recon- right, yeah. no, I'm saying <laughs> don't reconsider. No, stay true to yourself. Eric, this was so cool to meet you. And I think you're doing amazing stuff. And I, I commend you for all the work that you did that, for this past election. That's unbelievable. And I'm glad to have met you. All right. Thanks all right, so thank much, you. Eric. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. See you, bud. Bye. Bye. That was so nice. Yeah. And he looked. What a sweet guy. He looked great. He he looked like he was ready to interview for a job. I was like, oh, honey, you already booked the job. <laughs> like, yeah. What a professional person, James. This has yeah. been so much fun. You've had so many good gigs. Where can people find you and your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at this James Coker. Uh, you can check out uh, Coker and Stratton sketches either on our Instagram at Coker and Stratton or on youtube.com slash Coker and Stratton. We love it. Uh, Everybody go find James. Watch our National Donut Day sketch. I don't know where it is on YouTube. It's somewhere on YouTube, but it's also on... I think it's on the Sort of 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 Kosher YouTube YouTube page. That was my... uh, We used to make sketches under that name. Um, Also, guys, don't forget to follow Unemployed Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find me wherever. Listen to the other episodes. Make sure you rate, review. I know it sounds silly to say that every time, but honestly, it helps, and it makes the podcast grow even more. If you want to watch this video of this episode, please check out our Patreon. It really helps. And you know what? I like to give shout outs to all of our patrons and it's you can put $5 a month and that's it. And then you get to watch all these videos and maybe I'll drop some other fun stuff, which I've done from time to time. So check it out and we might sell merch. If you don't have a job, honey, you're not alone. We all don't have a job some days. I'm still in my pajamas. So that's it. That's another episode and I will see you next time. Bye. What's up, everyone? It's Anna, and I am here with a little post-game episode. No, I'm just kidding. I'm here to tell you about our Patreon. We have an amazing Patreon. We're posting videos of all of our episodes every week, and everyone who donates to the Patreon is allowed to see those, and we would love for you to join in. But right now, I gotta give a shout-out to our patrons who are donating money to us, who we appreciate and we love. Shout-out to Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, Chris Arneson, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, Vic Terry, and Jonathan Ediger. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and me and Ellen and everyone else who out there who's unemployed. We really appreciate it. And if you want to join, you can just go to patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. And like, you can just donate $5 a month or something really small, you know, anything, anything helps. And we love it. And we are here for you. And we will keep putting these out until until we're all so successful that we have absolutely no time to make a podcast. Just kidding. But check out the Patreon. Thanks. Love you. Bye.